these periods of joy that you would notice too, you know, like when it would rain, the courtyards of the houses would sort of fill up with water and they would become splashing wading pools for people to play in. And I think that that got ingrained into my psyche because I, I never felt like, oh, those poor, poor kids. I just felt like they don't have as much as I have, you know, and I think that that's a very different mindset. Mm. To the degree that you did see the afflictions Mm-hmm. of poverty that obviously did stay mm-hmm. deeply with you. Did you always know that you were going to devote your life in one way or another to helping the less fortunate? Um, yeah, I think so. I didn't know exactly how, but I think that was sort of an ethos around our household anyway. There's a, a quote by Edward Everett Hale which says you know, something like, I'm only one, but still I'm one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do the something I can do. I feel like if there's litter on the ground, if you sort of look down at it and don't pick it up, then you're almost as guilty as the person who put it there in the first place. I guess the most significant development that led you on the path that you have followed happened after you got your uh, undergraduate degree and... You joined the Peace Corps. Yeah, I was stationed in Botswana, and I was lucky enough to be stationed in the middle of the Kalahari Desert. So I taught junior secondary school, um, which was, you know, sort of middle school. And it was really interesting. A number of my students were from the indigenous tribes of the Kalahari. And so I learned all sorts of wonderful things from them. I learned how to, you know, how to harvest certain melons that had water during the dry season. I learned how to make um, beads out of ostrich egg shells. I learned, you know, all sorts of amazing things from my students in the Kalahari. There's a different barrier between, you know, the when you're an expatriate teacher and the students. So they would just come to my house over the weekend and we would hang out and have um, have fun doing a variety of things. I might do a science activity. They might take me out into the bush and show me you know, plants that I could um, harvest and eat. And while I was teaching, I took on a number of clubs. I ran the volleyball club, the math club, the science club, the business club, and the beekeeping club. And um, A trite stereotype of the magical singing beekeeper. Be- exactly. And so then I had the opportunity to extend my contract and become the regional beekeeping officer for the Ngami Land District, which is not an opportunity you turn down. So, no. I mean, that, would, right? that does not knock twice. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So my last half of my Peace Corps service was as an agriculture extension agent, teaching people about beekeeping and running demonstration hives and trainings and whatnot. It was interesting, though, because I didn't use protective clothing as a beekeeper. So, you know, I would just be keep in my short sleeve cotton dresses because the people I worked with weren't going to have protective clothing. And you work with bees differently if you don't have that layer of protection. And while I got stung maybe 100 times or possibly 200, but not more than that during the time. And a lot of people think that's a lot. But if you think about it, it was my full time job. And I never got stung more than like four or five times at a time. I'm trying to get my head around 200 bee stings. I've had two or three in my life, and they are, were very vivid. They were very painful, traumatic even. Mm-hmm. The last one was 20 years ago, but I remember it in all detail. Mm-hmm. 200? It may have only been 100, but you kind of get used to them a little bit, maybe. Um, but I remember one time I was hitchhiking by the side of the road, and a bee stung me. And I was like, dude, I am off duty. Well, not dude, dudette, because it would have been a worker. And and I remember just being so annoyed by that bee sting because I kind of felt like, you know, look, I left the office behind. But while you were there, mm-hmm. tending the apiary or whatever it is 
you call your hives? Is that right? Well, I called them hives, but yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, see, to me, a hive is something you take Benadryl to get rid of. Yeah, right there. Coming from a different place. Um, there was something you noticed, and suddenly there was a confluence between your work for the Peace Corps and your college training, which was mechanical engineering. Yeah, well, it was sort of, I realized that I really wanted to be doing more problem solving. And then there were occasional opportunities to, whether it was designing a new beehive so that we could have an observational hive and see what the bees were doing while they were still in the hive, or whether it was working to build a a shower for some of the kids who lived on the school grounds and use the wastewater as irrigation for the school garden. You know, and just thinking about that kind of thing, I really enjoyed being a problem solver rather than a teacher teaching, you know, students to solve. You know, I I remember looking out over the vast Kalahari and just thinking, you know, I would love to...